Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All right, got a couple of quick updates internal just to keep you in the loop. I got some good news, uh, hopefully good news. We still have a couple of hoops to jump through. I was assured it won't be a problem, but If it goes through, it basically means I'll have had my third client signed. So I'll have three streams of money coming in. And I was able to solve the nonsense with my first, the contact, finally, after fighting this dude for months. But it sounds like we got settled into a groove. It's still not paying like I want them to, but I don't have the issues that we had before. So that money stream is at least consistent, if nothing else. The second one is in ramp-up mode. They still have their messed-up thing. I'm trying to get that sorted because that'll be a, basically, it's more money. It's more than the other two for sure. I'm not too concerned about the second one because it's kind of in this be-in-meetings mode, which is a waste of my time, frankly, and it hasn't gotten to the point where it's a use of my time, although I'm there and I just have to be ready. And then the client on the first endeavor, the work is building up. We're getting to more of a groove. We're getting to more of a style, and I'm, Somewhat excited. I won't say crazy excited, but it is better than what it used to be by far. And we're getting the bad eggs out of the way. So I've been hot and heavy on that one, inventing brand new stuff. It's exciting work that I'm doing. And I think it's going to make a dramatic difference, even if I do decide to leave, which I haven't committed. This third one then, of course, is a local thing. Uh, Out of nowhere, they just contacted, said, are you interested? Let's do it. I went ahead and did it, not expecting much, but they came back today and said, yeah, we got an offer ready for you. I saw the offer. It's not exactly what I asked for. It's not far off, but it's not exactly. The reason I flexed is because since I can't get reliable stream of money from the second endeavor, I figured that would fill the gaps. And then with this third one, I can always leave if it turns out it sucks. Because the downside of them is that they are local and there may be an expectation of, all right, let's let's uh, all corral back in the office. And I'm not going to do that. So that's why I juggle multiple clients because I want the multiple streams but I want them firing on all cylinders. Fortunately, everything's balancing because one of them's kind of in a dead state. Meanwhile, the first one's kind of ramping up. 
till I can get all them settled. And then the third one's going to be in ramp up. We got two weeks out now. I've got a thing I got to sign and then we have to go through the onboard and the onboard might fall out for all I know. So I'm optimistic, but cautiously so could just fall through the cracks and I hope it doesn't. However, this is what it is. And I can't speak highly enough of the triad members out there that have kind of stuck by me through everything that I'm dealing with. And, and we had some turmoil and it's kind of settled and I'm making really good progress on the member portal. They saw those updates in the weekly videos. And if you're new and have not heard of the triad, I do encourage you to check that out on our site, cryptotalkradio.net. Click try it at the top. It breaks down all the benefits. I think it's a great deal. Frankly, if I were on the outside, I would see no reason not to, especially if you enjoy the podcast. If you think, that we're doing a great job in just the podcast delivery and we are killing it like nobody else is. If you think that our YouTube channel is killing it like nobody else is, I I can't, <laughs> it, I think it's the best deal in all of business, frankly. So with that said, I'm in a good state with my real life, you know, my work that I do in technology with three clients now active, potentially dropping one, haven't decided, but that'll be three streams of revenue pretty much half a million dollars to put it in perspective. That's a lot of freaking money. And so <laughs> I am committed to doing what I do here, the podcast, all three of them, Crypto Talk Radio, Casual Talk Radio, Combat Talk Radio. So I'm still here, still going to do this. It doesn't take a lot of time. I will give you this warning just so you know. I may need to adjust the time. I've tried to settle on 6 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays for the recording. Unfortunately, my neighbors are a bunch of idiots, and so they like to play this crap music. I don't know what the heck it is on some musical chairs. Crap, and then it's loud, and so then it disrupts my flow. So if they continue doing that, it means i got to pull the time back. I don't want to do that because I'm kind of in a, once I get done with my client, I like to relax a little bit, you know, breathe. And so that takes a few hours and then get all ready mentally to come and do what I do here. Six o'clock was perfect because of these jokers. I may not be able to do that. So just so you know, that will not affect the delivery of the file that you get in your podcast app. It just affects the live when I record it and then how long it takes to upload it. So that's coming up here in the next. I'll make a decision about what I do there. So if you're on the triad and you're listening to this, just be aware. I may very well need to change the time from the 6 p.m. that I thought was going to work until these idiots started partying every freaking evening. With that said, let's get in our news. We have a couple of tokens that are up on deck and fortunately there's not a lot going on. So I believe it'll be a short episode here today. Right at the top, we see that Bitcoin is kind of slightly recovering, slightly not, still in waiver mode. We saw that Ethereum recovered ever slightly and then it crapped again. It's nowhere near to the significant degree, but we were getting some good progress. We got up almost to like 1,500. Uh, I believe that was earlier this morning. So we got really close up there and then all of a sudden down again. I wouldn't be too worried about it. If you're watching Ethereum, I wouldn't be worried about it. We knew that there was going to be some disruption overall with all of the miners, M-I-N-E-R-S, selling off their bags of Ethereum. We knew there was going to be disruption with Gary Gensler and Jerome Powell. And Jerome Powell, by the way, recently is part of the reason I think we're seeing some of the red that we are seeing, especially with Bitcoin. Not that anything he specifically said, just simply the direction that they came out with is so contradictory to cryptocurrency, I think it really turned a lot of people off. I'm going to be talking about that here shortly. Summary, though, I still maintain you stick with the core tokens. They cannot steer you wrong. That's the Bitcoins, the Ethereums, you know, Cardano's, even Ripple if you want to. Stable coins, obviously, is perfectly fine. AVAX, um, XLM, Stellar, all of the Solana even, even though it's crap, 
at the core. <laughs> but I just think, yeah, so they're starting to play that garbage music in the background, but I think we're in a good spot overall. I think we're going to get back into a recovery mode in cryptocurrency, and I do believe that it's just a matter of time. And just be patient, and don't YOLO into projects. Don't feel like you have to jump into projects and go all crazy. Be smart with it. Make sure you keep a roof over your head, food on the table, etc. Just be smart about what you're doing, and understand that it's a tumultuous time, especially with them coming out saying things. But I think we will recover. It's just nobody knows when, and I know that's frustrating. Trust me. In bigger news, then, we do believe that there's a, uh, the market, when I say we, we do believe that there is a path forward specifically around Ethereum. And we talk about Ethereum because I've always said Ethereum is the one that's likely going to be the bull run. It's likely going to be the one that takes us to the next level. Ethereum now has that push where we see most of the miners are getting out and we're starting to see some upward trends and movements. The market agrees with my sentiment that it looks like the worst has passed us. Now, we will see some resistance points as people decide to basically wash trade. You know, they'll get into this over here and sell this over here, get into that. So, for example, SHIB, they'll get into SHIB because they see it's pumping or they'll get into, you know, Luna, the main Luna, because they see it's pumping. There's a lot of that, too. That, I believe, is influencing Ethereum is this jumping to different projects. We see that all over the place. They'll just jump to whichever other project that seems to have their sentiment or their attention at any given time. So if you're watching Ethereum, Understand that it is being influenced, is my summary point, is that there's all these factors hitting Ethereum at once, and it's going to have to hit a fever pitch, and I do believe we just need that sentiment push after everybody sells out and we, the dust settles on the merge. Luna Classic. Luna Classic starting to hit some very strong resistance. It got a little bit of a bull run, mostly because of the news that Binance was going to start doing the tax that they said they weren't going to do. They are going to start doing it on the trading fees. That's still not all transactions, but it's still better than none. And they were doing the opt-in for other transactions, so they're at least trying. This created a sentiment push. It wasn't because of the burn itself. It was because people's sentiment was positive, saying Binance finally came around and we might see more exchanges follow suit because many of them basically waited for Binance to make a decision. We are seeing some exchanges open up. However, Luna Classic is getting some resistance. We're seeing some sell pressure. I don't believe there's anything wrong. I think what's happening is that, especially with KuCoin, many of the exchanges are convincing and encouraging people to short. So what they're saying is just basically do the sales because it's going down and then profit off the sell as it goes down, short, short it. So there's a lot of this and the exchanges encourage that you do this. That's causing some more volatility than we should see. It doesn't mean that there's not still a bullish sentiment. There's absolutely bullish sentiment. People still want to buy into this project. However, we are going to see some stronger resistance as we go forward until we start seeing the output of the burns. That's going to take some time, probably till the later part of Q4, if not the early parts of Q1, before we start seeing the product of all this burn activity. In other news, we do see that the California, state of California out here, is trying to introduce some regulatory actions against some Crypto companies, they're claiming that they're acting like Ponzi schemes. Fancy that, because you heard me talk about some of these projects that actually are behaving like Ponzi's, and they say they don't do, do and I say they do, and when you want to actually stay safe of these kind of regulatory scrutiny, you want to try to act not like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Ideally, this is what I was afraid of. Quote, filed cease and desist orders against 11 little-known crypto firms Tuesday, alleging they were misappropriating customer funds or violating state securities laws. I want to be clear here when they say state securities laws. We're not just talking about federal laws when some of these crypto projects start acting like Ponzi's. We're not just talking about it at a federal level. 
you also have to be careful at a state level because there's nothing stopping any trades or DApps or anything for the state residents. And you are subject to state securities laws when you do that. And they can come after you whenever they feel like it, which is why we like cryptocurrencies that stay above ground and they actually work hard not to try to act like Ponzi schemes. Unfortunately, the vast majority still think that's the right answer, you know, whether it's Seifu doing its business of spinning up new tokens off the back of other ones or Libero very recently spinning up new tokens off the backs of other ones. It's all of these projects seem to not understand that all that they're doing is causing these regulators to come out and start crapping down, crapping down, crapping down. And eventually it's going to hit a fever pitch. And I don't like the way that sounds. That rhymes. Do Quan, Do Rug Pull, the one who killed the business with Luna. Interpol, which is the international organization. Interpol has issued a red notice for Do Quan. He says he's not on the run. He's been doing videos. He's not on the run. However, nobody can find this dude. <laughs> and he's not where he said he was supposed to be. When you have a red notice, the red notice basically says it's bad. It says to all the different governments and law enforcements across the globe now, we're trying to find this dude, and the moment you find him, take him into custody. We're trying to get access to him. He's in trouble. So this is, I think, is good. It actually should cause some bullish sentiment sometime a little bit later, probably in Q4, especially if they catch the guy and we are able to recoup some of the money for the UST holders. So... Keep an eye on this one for sure. He's still tweeting. He's still doing all this other stuff. He's still involved in the crypto business. Just the thing is, he's on the run. He's ducking the smoke, and I think it's going to make it worse on himself rather than just face up to what he did because what he did is he pissed off a lot of people, and he got a lot of people wrecked, quote-unquote, especially when you talk about Anonymous, who was trying to go after him too. I believe this whole business with the Interpol and everything else, I wouldn't surprise me if Interpol was somehow to blame for this, I, I'm smiling seeing this. Japan. Japan now has been updating their rules and they're targeting money laundering issues. And you may wonder, well, what does that have to do with cryptocurrency? Has everything to do with cryptocurrency because they are specifically targeting stable coins. Stable coins, they are trying to, the goal when you have a stable coin is to peg to a form of fiat. And the distribution of stable coins is supposed to be something that the governments worldwide are trying to get their hands around. They're trying to create their own stable coin. This ties to a later update I'm going to make here shortly. But now Japan is trying to make sure that there's not any money laundering happening around stable coins that are in circulation. To this, I'll get to it now, Jerome Powell for all the United States, he came out for the Federal Reserve, came out and said, yes, we want to make a central stable coin that is managed by the government no, it's not going to be anonymous. You'll be required to register and duly note that you have this and how much you have and account for what you have, which, of course, contradicts the whole spirit of cryptocurrency. But I, Leister, CryptoTalkRadio.net, already told you they were going to do that. Already told you that was their plan. It was obvious. It was obvious in the way they were talking. And if you ask yourself why this is, it's because, if you were to ask them anyway, it's so that they can keep a handle on criminal use of money, Right. With paper money, they can't tell when there's paper in your wallet, they can't tell what you're doing with it. They can't tell the transactions, none of it's traced, none of it's tracked. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hopefully over 18, the younger people out there don't understand why paper money was always the better answer. It kept you safe. And then everybody rushing to digital currency, all you've done is enable the governments to now take away your privacy and take away your rights and track and duly note you and you will learn in a distant future, when many of us that are old like me are gone from this earth, you'll start to understand why it was a bad decision, and you're going to pine 
as in you're going to fiend, as in you're going to hope and want and wish and pray for the days when you had currency in your wallet. But by that time, they'll have destroyed all the paper money out there. They'll have removed all the silver, all the copper, all of the currency that's floating around. They'll get rid of it because they'd rather have you tracked and traced and duly noted. It's the matrix, folks. And listen, some people are fine with the matrix. I'm not. I like cash in the wallet. I like the feeling of cash in the wallet. I like the control of cash in the wallet. I like buying things with cash from my wallet. We're in a different world. I understand that. And I've embraced it to some degree. However, nothing will replace this notion of being able to swim in money, to dive in money like the Wolf of Wall Street, to have money in a bathtub, to have money that you wipe your ass with. Like these are things that the younger generation will never appreciate or understand until it's too late. So this that Japan's doing, I guarantee you they're following the lead of the United States. The United States is trying to duly note every single transaction you ever do. So when they decide later that they don't want to have you buying your cigarettes from the store, or they don't want you to buy those black and milds, or they don't want you to buy that weed from the corner dispensary, they can just simply duly note that you went and bought that thing and trace you down like you stole something, quote unquote. There's a lot going on in cryptocurrency right now, and I'm not trying to tinfoil you. I want to stress, I'm not trying to create a tinfoil. I'm not trying to create panic or fear or any of this stuff. What I am saying, though, folks, is that everything that's happening worldwide, internationally, is being driven by the United States, has always done. They lead the pack. Everybody else follows. So as you see the United States talking about what is essentially a lockdown of cryptocurrency, it should worry everybody out there. Because if we're trying to move to a world where cryptocurrency is the currency, which I never agreed with, but if that's what we want to do, you need to understand the implications and ramifications of that choice. You need to understand how it affects you and your rights and your freedoms, because it means you will have none, even though the intent of cryptocurrency was to give it to you. Now, here's the flip side of what I just described. Could be that we get into the underground, right? We get back into a world where there's this side set of, quote, dark cryptocurrency, right? That's traded off to the side and the government tries to outlaw it and they can't just like moonshine way back when they can't block this over here, but it's traded, bought and sold and it ends up being more popular. The problem is when you need to go to fiat, which is necessary to pay your bills, to buy things, you're going to be forced back into this tracked and traced methodology over here. That's the reality that we forced ourselves into. So I guess my call to action to everybody here is to understand what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is make sure that they can now see and track all the data and all the money. No matter what, you'll never be able to get back to fiat without them duly noting it, which means the IRS and other tax authorities worldwide will be able to know every transaction that you conduct, regardless of why, regardless of where, regardless of your intent. You could have all the best of intentions. They won't care. They'll see that you bought a thing that in their mind they don't agree with or that these loud vocal kids on social media who say the word jeet and say the word kek don't agree with, like, you know, I don't like that that person over there wants to buy that burger because I don't think they should eat meat. I think they should eat this garbage beyond meat or this garbage impossible sandwich. So I don't like that they're buying a real meat sandwich. We probably should go and crack down on that kind of stuff. And we see the transaction on this fiat blockchain, quote unquote. We should probably send the FBI storming in there like we did with this other idiot over here who is the pro-life person. That's, I know. Sounds like a tinfoil. I'm simply stating that that is a future I foresee based on all the traffic I'm hearing, all of the communication happening with the governments amongst each other, led largely by the United States around locking cryptocurrency and centralizing it around this duly noted, duly tracked, completely antithesis of what currency was meant to be 
antithesis of what cryptocurrency was meant to be, and in a world where you have no control anymore. If that's what you want, great. Because some people see this world where, well, it may help our inflation. It's not going to help inflation because if you have a digital cryptocurrency, nothing stops you from printing more of it. If it's not back to anything as it is now, nothing stops you from printing more of it, which means the value of it is nothing. It means nothing. They're not solving the real problem. The real problem is they never should have created the sprawl that created the inflation that caused the rise of cryptocurrency. Instead of solving the underlying problem to make cryptocurrency less valuable, they're instead making cryptocurrency more valuable to entice people, like a honeypot in a way. I don't want to use the term. That's what it is. To entice more people to get into cryptocurrency. And as a result, these younger people getting into cryptocurrency that don't know any better because certain of my peers that shall remain unnamed are not educating them to the truth that while cryptocurrency could be a beautiful thing, we are abusing and misusing it because we're allowing certain people like Del Crypto, aka Del Rugpull, into the business to influence people negatively, trap them, kidnap their money, essentially, people like the car salesman on Seifu, people like the cult leader on Satama, etc., Shinja the jailbird that gets pegged in the jail like Shinja Cliff, all these people, all these scummy, shady people, we allow them in the crypto business. And then unfortunately, the impressionable out there get trapped. And by the time they realize it, it's too late. We've already now trapped their money to where if you go into the fiat, now it's in worse world. Like we shouldn't be that way. This is the way I see it. And I'm gonna call it like I see it because it's my show. Everybody can disagree with me and that's okay. I encourage you to do your own research. I actually strongly encourage you to make sure you form your own opinion. I'm sharing what I see and what I feel of what I see, which is Japan's trying to lock down on stable coins. You just heard Jerome Powell talking about a stable coin where every single transaction is duly traced and noted. Ask yourself the question, why would they want to duly trace and note every single transaction that you do on a cryptocurrency when the whole point of cryptocurrency is that you should have the blockchain certainly, but not traceable to any individual. It completely contradicts it. Then you talk about the whole ENS names, right? Dot ETH. That's the first step. Great. It's friendly. It's convenient, but it can be traced back to an individual much easier. I'm not saying don't have it. I'm saying understand how the industry has been manipulated largely at a higher level than all of us to enable what we're now seeing with the governments where they're just trying to sneak right on in there like somebody sliding into your DMs. Scummy, shady business. And I want everybody listening to me at least to understand, do your own research, and appreciate this is the reality of the next generation of cryptocurrency is not the freedom you might have thought it could be because we're long past that. Instead, it's too late. We've already let the government kind of snip, slip in there, and now they're going to try to lock stuff down. As I've been predicting, for anybody listening to me for months, I've been predicting it was coming. I was concerned to see that they're pretty much already here and have it in their mind of exactly how that would work. Now it's a little bit frightening. The idea that the U.S. dollar could completely go away in favor of a token that has less privacy, less security, and less control, most importantly, than that same dollar. And I understand what some arguments and some naysayers would say. Your money when it's in the bank is nothing but digital right now. Yes, this is true. 100%. Absolutely. I don't like it any more than anybody else. It is nothing more than digital numbers at the end of the day. The difference, the big difference, the core difference is that the moment that I withdraw that money, and I want to go to a store. They can't tell how much I would have spent. They can't tell where I spent it. They can't tell why I bought a thing. They can't tell anything when it's in cash and it's in my hand. I'm breaking that chain of command. I'm breaking the communication. They can't tell when I do the withdrawal. The thing is, most people stopped doing withdrawals. They stopped going to ATMs. They stopped taking cash out because of convenience. 
Convenience simply begets what? The trap that you now are seeing that creates the illusion that right now we already have the digital world, so it doesn't matter. That was the trap. They convinced you that that was always the right answer. I support anybody that's okay with that. I'm saying I'm not, and I will continue to support cash. Not because I think of the value of cash. I think, again, the privacy that begets cash, the idea that I can take a stack of cash, literally go to Craigslist and buy a thing, and nobody knows it, and nobody knows it but me. That's what I want. I want it where it is just a clean transaction. Yes, that may promote certain criminal behavior. You're not going to stop them with a the stable coin. They'll just take it underground and create their own currency of some kind. That's what you definitely don't want. That's the world we're going to. All of which to say, I think it's a different world, 2022, 2023, and going forward. I think crypto is going to take a completely different approach than we saw in 2021. We certainly are not going to see, in my opinion, the level of bullish sentiment and positive that we saw money pumping into crypto as we saw in 2021 because of the potential fear of not being able to get it out into a cash form if they go forward with this. Our only hope is that the November blowout, if it should happen, causes people to go in there to say, this is stupid, we're not doing that, we'll support crypto as is, let them do whatever they want to do, because as I said, those people are just as greedy as you. That's my hope, that's my wish, that's my gut telling me that's what we need to do to help keep crypto, uh, cash safe. And of course, in the words of former President Donald Trump, I like the dollar, you know, that that's what we really need is somebody that likes the dollar and was willing to fix it and fix the inflation that we have, not try to replace it, but also correct it, get it to where it's actually valuable and useful to people. I believe in that world, I may be only one person, I accept that. I'm just sharing my feelings on that because I was really not happy seeing this chatter about Japan and the United States, and I hope we go to a better world, but November is the only thing that can save us now, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, and listen, multiple people of my peers are going to disagree with me, and call me a tinfoil. That's cool. It's my show. I'll call it like I see it. And I encourage you to make your own opinion based on what I'm sharing. Go and look yourself. Go look at what Japan's doing, Japan's stablecoin. Look at United States, Jerome Powell stablecoin. Look at what they're talking about. Then I want to hear from you. CryptoTalkRadio.net, hit the contact form. Join us in our Discord channel, CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord. Hit us up. Give me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you if you think I'm nuts. If you think I'm crazy that there's this world where they're trying to lock all money down, please, by all means, I want to hear from you about what you think of what you see. I do want you to make your own opinion. I don't want you to take what I say as gospel. I want you to take what I say as an opinion and as an incentive to go and look yourself and make your own decision about how you handle it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. 
Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.